Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I did get an email during the week that I read and I spoke to Ashling about. And when I read the email, it absolutely broke my heart to read it. And it came from a woman called Reevna and she joins me on the phone. Reevna, good afternoon to you. Hi. Reevna, firstly, can I say condolences on the loss of your young husband who died just before Valentine's He was buried just before Valentine's Day. He was 42 years of age. What what happened to him, Reevna? It was this this day two weeks ago, actually. Um, um, He was due to start a really good new job. He was really excited about it. We've been on financial dire straits for years and it was one big chance and he was going to get everything sorted. Yeah. And he had a bit of a headache and a ring in his ears for a few days before, so he went to the doctor on the Thursday before and his blood pressure was very high, so we gave him tablets for that. And it did bring down the blood pressure, but it never brought, got rid of the headache or the ring in his ears and it was driving him mad. So he rang the dentist on Friday morning and said, maybe I've got an abscess that's going up into the head or something. She prescribed um, antibiotics over the phone. Um, but nothing over the weekend improved us. He really wasn't feeling great at all. And uh, he was out trying to get a, a van on the road. He was after getting to the second transport so that I'd have transport here when he started yeah. work. And I said, look, come in out of the cold. It's getting cold. You need rest for the morning. His first day was supposed to be an internet thing. So I kind of thought I heard a few noises on the Monday morning, but I didn't take much notice because we were all having a lie-in. The um, mm-hmm. middle child was just after being testing positive for COVID on the Saturday. I had him up in his room isolating. I had the other two kids home, yeah. restricted movements. And I thought he was started his internet thing, so I didn't take too much notice. And then my mum rang me, woke me up fully, and I heard something that didn't sound right. And literally two minutes later, I was on the phone to the ambulance. All down his left side was gone, and he was having trouble talking. He was also badly slurred. Um, he told me that he got up and got sick. He rang South Doc. They told him it was an inner ear infection. Uh, I was like, no, it's not an inner ear infection. I, I told the ambulance it was definitely a stroke. But I thought 42, you know, he'd be okay. You know, people come out with strokes yeah. and um, initially it looked like he was going to, like one of my biggest regrets is like that day they did, they brought him straight into surgery, they got the clot out and he was able to move his arms and legs again and he was having trouble talking still but they said look, if you could come straight up we think you'll benefit mm. him, you'd have him here. But with a kid with COVID in the house and two other self-isolating, I didn't know who to get to come and mind them yeah. and I regret that I didn't get down to the hospital you then because that would be my last chance to see him conscious uh, later that night he got a second clot in the same spot and it just did phenomenal damage I'm so sorry and he suffered um, a massive stroke and, yeah and no I managed died. to be with him at the end and I held his hand at the end I'm so sorry how long how long um, were you together by the way how long were you together 13 years okay 13 years well, um, well, I'm I had really sorry. to keep him going for a few days till the kids came up and said goodbye and uh, then they left and he was actually worse than they thought because they thought he could still breathe on his own but they had him on a ventilator and they thought he might last a while once they took that out. Yeah. But when they took it out he wasn't even breathing on his own. It was just died a few minutes with him before the heart stopped and I told him to And it's very, very young. Very, I mean, it's a warning for everybody to look out for those signs of a stroke, by the way. It is very young to have a stroke at 42 years of age but it does happen. Well, I never thought, yeah. you know, and even when he was saying that he wasn't feeling well and he was feeling sick. The last thing on your mind, yeah, yeah. I was saying that could be side effects, you're on yeah. Blood thinners, and I said, You're on a very strong antibiotic. 
So they're probably making you feel bad. And he never even called me. He rang South Dock that morning and didn't wake me. I've always said to him, wake me if there's anything during the night. And no, he didn't want to disturb me. He wanted me to have my ring. I know, and that's sure men do things like that, don't we? We, we, yeah. we tend to be able to think we could deal with everything on our own sometimes. And I'm really, really sorry. My condolences to you, your family and your children. You, he leaves behind not just you, but three lovely young children, two boys. And they're fantastic. Yeah, eight, nine and 11-year-old daughter as well. The now, nine-year-old is turning 10 tomorrow and I don't even know how I'm supposed to try and smile and say happy birthday, you know. I know, and it must be difficult for him. But I, I want to go back and the reason why he wasn't working was that he was looking after you because you have been unwell. Yeah. Um, and and what what happened to you? Or what 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 illnesses do you have? I know I know you had a sex. I, well, I was very sick for a lot of years. I was yeah. constantly in and out, complaining with constipation, diarrhea, throwing up, and nobody took any notice. I say my horrendous periods again. It's women's trouble. Yeah. And the amount of times he rushed me to hospital and stuff like that, and I'd be given morphine and sent home. And as soon as it would wear off, I'd be back to square one. And he was fighting for years with the doctors to try and get me sorted. And um, there was a couple of times he actually literally did save my life. There was one time I had a bad bleed. Um, I thought it was just another horrendous period, but it was much worse than usual. And he was due to go out that day. He had a court date for a minor traffic offence and he was going to drop the kids to school and carry on to that. And I said, look, you carry on, I'll be fine. And mm. whatever made him turn back, the school was only five minutes away, he turned back and by the time he came back, I was in the middle of the kitchen floor, blood everywhere, completely oh, unconscious. Gosh. And I, I know you've had you've had so many problems. You've had a section of your colon removed, your ga- was, yeah, your gallbladder packed in six months later. You've had a rare bleeding yeah. disorder, and you so quite a lot of surgeries. And he nearly lost me a few of those times. Oh. Um, and he looked and after you through all that. He did, and even when I was standing there, I had to get all my teeth out before the surgery. I lost a load of hair because I was so sick. Oh no, you poor I was thing. about seven stone, and he still looked at me even with a bag of poo hanging off my belly and said I was the most beautiful woman in the world. And you are. And you were to him. And he told me to him. my body and that everything has come through. And, I'm you know. so sorry. Look, I'm, it, it's, it's such a terrible, terrible story. And the reason I was taken by this story was that he spent his time caring for you. This is why he yeah. was out of work. And, and he we was thought a, it was going to be me. We I, honestly thought it was going to be me. And we said, I love you so many times every day because we thought it was my time was, you know, mm-hmm. going and, to be cut short. And, and because he obviously had to give up work to look after you and you were so sick and obviously you couldn't work because you were so sick and still are. Obviously, you know, financially, look, should we all need money to get by in life? And you've got three young kids as well, which makes it even more yeah. difficult. Um, you know, things suffered. The mortgage wasn't obviously getting paid. No. Um, you know, things... How we look falling apart and we weren't getting proper benefits for a long time. I'm still not. I'm just at the forums here for disability again, yeah. um, which I should have been getting. But he wasn't getting proper welfare. I was getting allowed a small amount for him. And things just kept going in the house. And every time something would break or something, and I'd get stressed out, he'd say, look, look I don't want you getting sick. He'd give me a big bear hug and he'd say, oh, let me worry about it. I'll start it. I mean, I'm looking here, look, leaving aside the mortgage, and I know there's repossession proceedings at the moment in relation to the house and the mortgage, which are only going to get worse because you can't afford to pay that at the moment. No, obviously. I mean, his last phone call was to them was a few weeks ago telling him he was starting work and we were going to be able to arrange payments. And, so. and they would have probably, if he got back into work, they were probably going to accept a reduced payment, I would imagine. They, probably they would have, would have, yeah. But they that's, were that's not going to be possible reasonable. now. That's not going to be possible now at all. No. Um, and apart from the mortgage, you know, you've had things like the heating has been broken for years. Um, yeah. The bioflow the system. 
has been broken for you. They've all been broken for years. And he's been like doing patch-up jobs with the bioflow system. He used to go out every month with his manual pump he got and try and filter it from one tank into the next. I know. Honestly, I have no idea how to even do that. And the bath is leaking to end into the Yeah, roof. Gavin had a bath in here. And, you know, we, 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 we managed through it all. And this was going to be our big break. He even said, look, maybe this year we'll have our first ever family holiday because in previous years I was too sick and then we didn't have the money. So he was really hoping that we'd get a weekend away. But the seaside this year, he had all sorts of plans now that there was going to be money coming in. And I'm just up in the air. I don't even have the passwords for the computer. I never needed it. He just took care of everything. I know. I know. And, and, and your uh, middle boy is, is celebrating his birthday. Tomorrow, uh, yeah. Tomorrow, Tuesday. And you've no idea how to make it a happy birthday for him. Because, no. you, because, I mean, how could you have any money? You just couldn't have any money. Now, looking after three kids, you're sick yourself. You're unwell. And, by the way, who's looking after you right now at the moment? Well, no, really, with the neighbours and stuff, in fairness, have been fantastic, and the community yeah. has been fantastic. I mean, there'd be nothing done at all if it wasn't for them. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed because I've always kept to myself. Tom was always the one out socialising and talking to everybody. He knew everyone. But I was quite happy in my little shell, letting him do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It worked for us. And, and you know what? It does work for a lot of people and it's all well and good until something like this and something devastating yeah. like this happens. You know, yeah. because as you said, he looked after all that kind of stuff and fair play to him. A wonderful man. Sounds like a wonderful man and a wonderful husband. And he looked after all those things. And now you have the two communions and confirmations coming up in April and May as well this year. Yeah. You have all these yeah. events that are all going to cost money. And, yeah. and the respect, house is falling down around me. And, and the house is falling down you know, around you. As if I was to list out among the things that are broken that, you know, he hadn't got... I'll tell for an example... Um, the day after he died I saw a beautiful rainbow in the sky and I ran outside the kids were playing with the kids next door and I said good look daddy's sending us a sign he's gone to heaven and my eldest turned around and said that's definitely daddy because it's not finished and I know Saoirse who is your daughter wrote a letter to her father she did and she read it at the funeral I don't know where she got the strength or the courage she got it from him because I I was unable to talk to anybody that day yeah and, you know. I, and your daughter just, I mean, she's only, I oh, just have her age here. Hold on. Oh, sorry, she's, what 11. Was, she's 11. Okay. Well, do you, uh, do you want to read out the letter or will I? Do no, you want me to I read couldn't. it out? I'll read, I'll read it out. Is that okay if I read it out? That's okay. And it says, To Dad, I want you to know that I love you so much. And I know you'll probably never see this. I hope you are feeling okay. There are too many things I will never get to do with you. You are not going to see me on my confirmation. Any more birthdays. You won't get to see me pass my driving test or behind the wheel. You won't get to do the father-daughter dance with me or watch me graduate from college. You won't be able to see my wedding or your grandchildren. But know this, when those events come into place one by one, I will be thinking of you always. I once heard that if you love a person enough and they're always in your heart, that person will have never left and they will always be there. We squabbled over silly things, but I love you no less uh, than I've ever have. And even though both of us are are stuck at showing it, never doubt it. Uh, it is a ruse that God chose to take you away. Uh, that doesn't make you any less brilliant. All you wanted was to protect us. You sacrificed so, so much for us. And in my eyes, you are even more heroic than Optimus Prime. I love you very, very, very much. Too much love, Sersha. That's absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, for a young little girl, there's daughter to write such a wonderful piece like that. It just shows how much she thought of her dad and how much she respected what he did while he was alive and looking after all of you. Yeah. And the two of them, they were like two peas in a pot, which is why they locked horns so often. They're so alike. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so they did. They locked horns on a regular basis, but um, I know. love them all. I know. So 
How are you feeling right now? I mean, you've just buried your husband literally only a couple of weeks ago. Valentine's Day actually was the, the funeral and I'm, I'm, I'm not coming to terms. I've got the paperwork here to sign the death certificate and things like that and I can't even look at them. Mm-hmm. I can't even say that I'm functioning. I'm just falling from one day to the next. I mean, the fundraiser that was set up by the community um, to try and help with the funeral costs and everything that he's done, I had nothing to do with that because I just do not have the capacity for anything like that right now. And part of the reason I got in touch is, you know, they're, they're trying to start all these things for me and trying to help with the funeral costs and everything else, and it's not even coming close. And I'm here thinking, you know, like even there the other day, they tried to get the heating fixed and it worked for a couple of hours and then it stopped. But I haven't been back in touch to let them know it's not actually working because in case it costs more onto the bill. Yeah. No, we're used to, I'm not used to asking for help. We, we've always muddled through. But you know what? The, but but the, there's, there's, there's no shame in asking for help. And I know for people who are quite proud, and you sound like a very proud woman. And I know for people who are quite proud, sometimes you feel there's some level of shame and there is no shame. When you're in a situation, and particularly here in Ireland, we're such a wonderful nation. We really are such a wonderful nation when it comes to helping others. And we've seen that throughout the years so many times. Um, when you're in this situation, there's no absolutely no shame you know, in talking to people, be it the community, be it on the radio station, be it in a letter, be it online, which we have modern days ways of looking for help. There's no shame in doing that because you need help. You can't get through this on your own. And you've got three beautiful children. One of them is celebrating his birthday tomorrow. And I know in the letter you said, you know, he's celebrating his birthday. How are you even going to make it a happy birthday for him? Because let's be clear about it. You haven't got a bean, you know, and... and I mean, there's a couple of things too to arrive now today that I had ordered in January from China. They're imitation versions of the Lego he wanted. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Um, hopefully they'll be here today, but... um, yeah. Okay, and you're just hoping that... Oh, does he love? Just, he loves Lego, does he? He does, yeah, he's obsessed. <laughs> okay. He's that age now. He loves Lego and Meccano and all those kind of things that uh, most little boys of his age like. And his dad, as a little fella then, is all cars because his dad loved cars. He wanted to show them how to fix cars when they were in their teens. He had mm. great plans. Yeah. What part, of the con- what part of the country are you in? I'm in Kildare in North Cork, near Mitchelstown. Okay, okay. And your community have been wonderful, I know. They have because it's, it's, it's hard. I've no, no contact with his family really. I, there was one cousin he was close to, all right, and that's who came down for the funeral and who I've contacted up north. But other than that, I don't really have any communication with his family. Mm-hmm. And my own family are, are all over an hour away. You know, as I said, my mum's planning to head down today now to get me out for a bit of shopping, but um, she's 83. Yeah. You know? And, and, it, well, and in relation to the state and their role in this, of course, you're probably getting a disability payment. I assume you're getting a disability payment of some sort. No, I haven't been. I have the form here. I'm on um, what what I've been on for the last few years. It's kind of what was only ever supposed to be a short-term payment when my illness benefit ran out. (coughs) I just kind of got stuck on it for a few years. So for a few years there, we had no Christmas bonus or fuel allowance or anything. and, Mm -hmm. And we did get it out last year, which was great. But I mean... It, it, it was only ever supposed to be an interim payment. It's not. Um, and for the two years, for the two years that your wonderful husband took off to look after you when you went through all of that, and just to remind people again, you know, your gallbladder packed in, you had your colon or part of your colon removed, and now you have a colostomy bag. And the wound burnt out, all my teeth <laughs> out, uh, everything in a did, small space he, of time. Did he get a payment from the state for looking after you? Was he getting a carer's payment? No, 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 no. He wasn't even getting welfare. I was getting something like a hundred and thirty onto my benefit for him. Okay. Okay. Well, so no. things were, were very tight for for uh, and, and they had, like I have I, neither of us. I mean, we hadn't been to a hairdresser or 
anything in years. I haven't had makeup in years. I only had some for the funeral because my mum got me a tube of foundation for Melody for Christmas. And my youngest got me eyeshadow and lipstick from Dean. That's the only reason I had any makeup at all for the funeral. You know, we haven't bought anything for ourselves in years. And I was totally okay with that once we had what the kids needed, once we were able to scrape enough to do, you know, what the kids yeah. needed. Um, it was okay, but, you know, I had him here helping and trying to do bits and pieces to raise extra funds. And I just, he's not here now and I'm just not functioning. I'm I'm getting through the basics with the kids and keeping them fed and cleaned, but that's about it. I'm, I'm not even emotionally available for them at the moment. Yeah. And he's such, um, a, and such a young man too, because... When you get married first, or when you're with somebody at the you know the start of your relationship, whatever, you never think they're going to be taken away from you at such a young age, and you never, you don't. No. I, I suppose, silly, we don't plan for the future, and that that because we just don't think people are going to die that young. We, you know, when we get to say sixty or seventy, we start thinking about things like that. We should put a little nest egg aside, or yeah. we should be putting, but you just don't be thinking about it at that age. And he was a big, strong man, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, sure. Look, you never know when somebody's going to have a heart attack or a stroke. It can happen to the healthiest of people. Just one of those things, just a blood clot. And that's the end of it. It's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that's a word of warning for people to keep out, keep an eye out for those signs. But, but I you, wish I'd known. And but you know what? I don't think he'd have even done anything because he didn't want anything jeopardising him starting his first day of work. Yeah. You know, I even suggested at one stage over the weekend, maybe you should call South Dock. And he was like, no. He said, I want to make sure no, nothing interferes with me starting work Monday morning. Yeah. He was so excited that he was going to be solving all our problems. And, and when you got to, when you got to the hospital, you said you managed to get to hold his hand. Was he still with us at that stage, or had he passed away at that stage? Well, it was just his heart still beating, you yeah. know. So I st- I said what I had to say um, while his heart was still beating, and I, I told him to watch over the kids for me, and I try my best from here. Yeah, I told him I love him, and that he was to wait for me that I'd get the kids raised and to wait for me, and uh, then I told him it was okay to go. Mm. And that was it. But it was a beautiful blue sky outside. Um, as I said, they thought he was going to be breathing. They were warning me of horrible noise and stuff. But when they took out the tube, there was no breathing. So there was just silence. Just the heart slowly beating down. And how are the, ki- how are the kids now, of course, after he's gone? I know, I know obviously, Saoirse misses her daddy terrible. I'm sure the little boys do as well. But are they, how are they handling it? They're, they're doing great. I'll be honest with you. They really are. Now, distraction seems to be the key. Yeah. But I know a few weeks ago, the middle child was all upset when he thought his dad was going to be working a 12-hour shift on his birthday. You know, and mm-hmm. he hasn't said anything about him not being there at all on his birthday. So yeah. I think he's holding it all in. Um, I think so. I think children do. young to fully grasp it, I think. You know? yeah. I think they do try to, I suppose, mask it, I suppose. They kind of try to put it in the back of their heads, children, and they try to pretend it's maybe not happening. Or maybe to yeah. them it's not really happening. It's not real yet because they're so young. Obviously, yeah. Saoirse completely understands. You can tell that by her by her letter. It's a beautiful letter. Yeah, she's had her few uh, weepy moments. Yeah. But then between they seem to forget, you know. I actually did the other night. It was awful. I had a brief moment. I had telly on in the background just for background noise and putting on programs he'd have been watching. And next thing I started watching something and I turned around to say it to him and he wasn't there, you know, and it was yeah. just... I know, and we, you know what? We all think in our heads that we're having a bad day or that things aren't going too good in our lives. You know, we have a get a bill in for something or whatever it is. And it's only when I read your email and, you know, you always think there's people worse off than yourself. And, and genuinely, when I read your email, I said, my God, how are you getting through each day when you've got the banks breathing down your neck looking to repossess your home? You've got everything in your home not working between your heating and your bioflow system and the bath leaking and 
you've got kids' birthdays and communions and confirmations coming up, and obviously you don't have the ability to work, and nobody would expect you, obviously under the conditions that not only would your husband passed away, but also the fact that you have so many problems of your own. How you're going to get through this time, the only way you'll get through it is with help from your friends, your community, your family, and other people that can help you, because I don't know, there's no other way of getting through that. No. You know? I mean, honestly, I haven't even been able to sit down and deal with any of it yet because it's just too hard. It's just I just don't know where to start, you know. Well, do, do me a favour, just stay there for a second because, Nigel, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Say to you, Nigel. <coughs> Nigel, I could put a million callers on. A million callers on. But I know I wanted to put you on because you wanted to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, just to, to that, Gail, uh, obviously, there's, there's stories now that get you and the stories that get you, but that has to be right up there um, with probably one of the toughest things I've, I've been listening to your show as you know and contributing for a long time um, that's got to be right up there now with, 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 with um, mm. just how, how how savage life can be for some people you know yeah. I don't yeah. have millions of pounds by any stretch of imagination but my kids are healthy I think me and my wife are fairly healthy and, and you know we're able to get out of, out of bed and go to work so that's a blessing itself for that girl some people just get dealt the wrong hand and it seems yeah. like she's been dealt more than most. Um, but, as you know, I, I, my wife runs a business called Newbridge. Um, we're in Kildare here called Newbridge Candy Carts and um, Printing. We do all sorts of stuff for all sorts of occasions. Um, obviously, I don't want them to be giving out child's names and stuff like that on, 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 on the radio. But I know she's a birthday. Is one of the lads, is, is his birthday tomorrow or something like That's that? Right, it's his birthday tomorrow, yeah. Now, I probably won't get any, anything to him for actually tomorrow, but it, so at some point, stage this week, if I, if I can get his, his, his age and his interests and stuff like that, we can get a hamper together. Yeah. Get a, get as much goodies as we can into it. And I, I deal with, I, I've got to deal with Fastway, whoever, who are very good to me, and, and do a lot of our deliveries around the country. So if, if I can hook up at some stage, or you can hook up and get the relevant information about the child's age and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, also going forward, Niall. For confirmations and stuff like that, we we you know we do things you know personalized stuff and uh, mugs and and whatever for you know for for, for yeah. kids confirmation taking. So what I'm saying is, now for, for, for this party for for the little lad, we, my wife will get something together for him. Okay, and we will get it down in the post and we will get it to him and let him open it. And for if it's even for five minutes and he smiles, yeah. well then well then that's worth all the money in in, in the world. And for confirmations and stuff coming up. If she wants to stay in contact, obviously she she can reach us through um, Facebook or Instagram, and as a confirmation, we we'll also like to just just to put a little bit together for for the kids around confirmation and communion time. I mean, try and help out. We, I don't want any money for it, Niall. I don't want any payment for it. I yeah. want you know, as I said, there's been enough sadness in that lady's life. If she can look at her kids laughing for five minutes or smiling, maybe take their mind off what's going on in in their world at the moment. Well. That for me is is better than any payment or any money I can make now. I know we 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 talk about you know, you know even though we talk about it, Nigel, we talk about COVID over the last two years, and I know Russia's on the in the news at the moment, and all those kind of things are all happening all around us. And sometimes we just forget that our people, you know, struggling out there. And even you are a classic case of somebody who needs the help of the community and needs help of the people. Because there are so many, and by the way, there's lots of bereavements out there. Can I just put it there? There's lots of people out there who are in a difficult situation. And and you know what, Reevna, you'll get through this because you sound like a wonderfully strong woman. I just hope about that. You will. I don't you, know will. About you will. That. You will. And he's 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 use use the fact that you know use your bond with your husband to keep you strong. 
and that promise you make him that you'll you know, you get his kids raised for him. You know, and you will. You will. I'm sure there's other people listening today that might be able to, I, I can't do it. I'm not I don't have a trade now. Mm. There might be other people listening that might be able to give her a dig out with a bit of plumbing. I, I think they will. That side, you know, you know, well, because Ireland, Ireland, Niall, we have our pushes and we have our knockers. And, you know, we knock ourselves quicker than anybody else does, but it's full of good people when the chips are really down. And I'm sure there's people around. I can only give her a few bits of to make her face smile. I can't do anything else for her financial and that. But I'm sure there's people around that might, in our community that might be able to give her a little bit of a dig out and we pull together and try and get her through. Okay, thanks for that, Nigel, and we will pass on the information. I know many people around Cork listen to us too, even. And there's lots of things you need done. You need the bath fixed. You need the heating fixed properly. <laughs> Probably needs a new boiler, if I, if the truth be known. Does it need a new boiler? I know, I think that, yeah. The, he had actually bought a second-hand one just before Christmas. He was trying to fix it up. Okay, well, it needs a proper one. Maybe not a second-hand one, maybe a better one. It needs a new Saniflow system. And you, you just... And, and I, I know that the community have been great trying to raise the funds to help for all this, but, you know, they're really... Uh, I know. Look... What I wanted to do was I wanted to make sure and the reason I wanted to talk to you today I could have just put a link up on my Twitter or up on my Facebook or whatever but I don't think it would have got out or got the message out as strong as speaking to you today on the air and give people an understanding of how difficult things are for you. And we've put a link up on if you go to the Classic Hits Twitter account or go to my Twitter account if you go to Niall underscore Boylan or you go to the Niall Boylan Show Twitter account or you go to our Facebook page or the Classic Hits Facebook page if you go to all our media all our social media you will see a link there to Reveness there's a GoFundMe set up and I implore everybody to please go on to it. And and even even just a fiver or a tenner I'll throw a few quid and let myself in a few minutes just a fiver or a tenner anything at all uh, because it'll all help. And it's all true. I sorry, true. I donate. Not go fund me. It's all true. I donate. And uh, if you go on there, it is I donate. Is it? Sorry. I, I donate. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link up there. By the way, what's the story? By the way, in relation to the house, where are you now at the bank? I don't know. I haven't called them since it happened. I, it's a, okay. Okay. It's another step I have to take. I honestly don't know what's going to happen now. And have you spoken to Mabs? in relation to that? Uh, we have in the past, yeah. Um, but uh, the at one stage it was supposed to be going to court and there was court date set and then COVID happened and then it was the market was there being they sold it to um, a finance company. Yeah. So we've been talking to the finance company for the last, I suppose, eight months. And, you know, they've been really nice. We've tried to come up with various solutions and that's what I say. I suppose, with, as you mentioned already, with your husband going back to work, there was that hope that maybe they would have, yeah. and they probably would have come up with an they agreement for reduced yeah, mortgage yeah, payment. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen now. And I think, look, I think on compassionate grounds, don't let that worry you for the moment. Because I can tell you now, without a shadow of a doubt, there's not a judge in the country who's going to put you out on the street under the circumstances. So don't don't let that concern you. That's not your concern right now. Do make sure you communicate with them, the bank, when they want to talk to you or whoever it is, the lending agency who's looking after the loan or purchased the loan now. Make sure they do communicate. But I can guarantee you, I would be absolutely sure there's not a judge in the country would put you out of that house under your circumstances. Yeah. So don't be too worried about that. But contact MABS. MABS are really good at dealing with that kind of stuff. I'll All be right. honest with you. No, I, I haven't eaten in two weeks. You know, but you um, need, yeah, but so, you need to, for your so kids. You need to look after to start, uh, Yeah, I know. I need to start to put myself together to function and sort everything. But it's just, yeah. I'm still not over the shock of losing my soulmate. You know? I know, I know. I mean, the only comfort I had is because of me being so sick in the past. We never left things like "I love you" go unsaid. 
you yeah. know, that wasn't yeah. left unsaid. Um, yeah. So that's one comfort. But other than that, I just I just want him here. Marivla, I, I wish you well and and I hope and I really hope people listening today and I know they will because Irish people are wonderful they really are and if anyone wants to contact us here at the radio station if you WhatsApp us we'll send you the link by the way on WhatsApp as well if people want to uh, send us a WhatsApp there we'll send you the link on WhatsApp as well if Ashling and Thank Ruth will try their best to reply to everybody because we have to physically manually do it so they will try their best to cut and paste uh, the, the, the link to everybody if they want to WhatsApp us but if you go to my Twitter account so it's Niall underscore Boylan uh, on Twitter if you also go to the Niall Boylan show on Twitter or you go to the Classic Hits uh, Twitter page go to our Facebook page Classic Hits or the Niall Boylan show Facebook page there's a link right there please please go on and help uh, because you, you really do need it and I know you need it thank you so much for your time today now. no and, and I wish you well you're breaking my heart listening to you I wish I could do more I just I don't know what to do and I wish I could do more for you no I, I'd have to go because I'm not going to be able to hold it together uh, much longer I'm afraid okay okay but thank you so much for Reeve, thank you very much indeed alright there you go look you're all sitting there today thinking you're having a bad day over a bill you got in the door. And then you listen to Reevna, who lost her husband two weeks ago, 42 years of age, to a stroke. But listen to the circumstances that come up to that. She had been really unwell for two years. A section of her colon was removed. Her gallbladder packed in. She has a rare bleeding disorder. He took time out of work for two years to look after her. And then when he gets back, obviously, during that time... Things fell behind because they didn't have any money because he's looking after her. They have three young children. He gets his job. The day before he's due to start his new job, he dies. And now she's in a situation where the banker has her trying to take back the house. Her heating doesn't work properly. Her bioflow system is broken for years. They don't even have a bath because it's leaking. And she's worrying about where she's going to get money for her kids to raise them just to bring them up to raise them you know she's trying her best because and obviously an extremely proud woman to the fact that she wasn't even she, because he was looking after her she didn't even apply for disability she was only a temporary disability allowance now she'll have to apply for it obviously so all I'm asking is please if you can you know um, just go on to all our social media the Classic Hits social media Go onto our Facebook page or you go onto our Twitter account, Classic Hits. Go onto the Niall Boylan Show Twitter account. I think Ashley has put it up everywhere at this stage. Onto my own Twitter account, Niall Boylan, and Niall underscore Boylan. If you find it there most, you know that one as well. There's a link there a fiver, a tenner, anything you can. If you're in the area, if you're in Cork and you're doing heating, plumbing, baths, anything you think you can help with, contact us here at the radio station, all right? And we will pass the number on to you, all right? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.